Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Barbie. This um, afternoon, we have a special guest, Apostle Tina Battle from Georgia. So without further delay, here she is. You're on the air. Thank you, Brother Barbie. I really appreciate you. Good afternoon or good morning or good evening, wherever you may be. I want to bring a word of comfort. I prayed about this, but it's also exaltation. And I want to bring to you a word, and I'm going to read in Psalms 30 and 5 out of the NIV. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Again, that's Psalms 30 and 5. And if I were to have a title, it would be Weep if you must, but your mourning is nigh thy mouth. Now, I didn't want to sound sarcastic or anything and say weep not because even Jesus wept. We know that uh, his mourning was because of his people and the foresight that he had for them and how they were lining up with the vision that he had in his spirit or that was in himself from the Father. And I know that these are hard times. We talk about disparities. We talk about uh, race dynamics and not being where they should be. We're even in a dispensation where there's an epidemic of a disease that people have suffered from and died and loved ones have been lost through it all. So weep if you must. If you have to do that, then do it. But I'm going to give you something that your morning is not your mouth. This songs, in this particular song, uh, 30, the whole chapter was a dedication that they had to the temple. He was happy when he was able to get to his place of destination, his place of victory. He had gone through so much stuff. I mean, he was getting chased by his enemies. He was getting chased by the people and death threats by those who he thought loved him. He went through despair. He went through despondency. He was thankful that his prayers were answered. He was thankful that his healing had come. He was thankful to the point even that he was encouraging a group of people of faith to join a choir with him and give praises to the Almighty God and thanking him for deliverance. David equates God's answer with his troubles or dark times and feeling of abandonment when he said that we remained during for a night. I'm sure that there were many nights that David in and felt like God had just abandoned him. That was his nighttime. And night could be for an 
on here listening lack lack of insight you're confused you don't have awareness that could be your nighttime i remember a time i'm giving you a personal story where one of my children had a situation many many years ago over 20 some years ago that was in the hospital and it seemed like a condition that i had no awareness of i didn't understand i was despondent in the situation here i am a minister of you dear god and i didn't understand how i felt like his back was turned away from me and that's what Light is in the Hebrew language. It is, it, it, it is literally without the presence of God. Nighttime, if you look at it in that same way. And that's how I felt. I felt like I was without the presence of God. And the nurse gave me what she thought she was doing well by saying, well, she'll never do this, she'll never do this, and she'll never do this. And I walked away and found that long corridor back to my going headed back to my car in the parking lot. And as I began to walk, the Holy Spirit stood up on the inside of me and let me know just this scripture. But he said, don't receive that. What does my word say? Are you going to stand on my word? And before I finish that, I want to give you also the scripture said, for his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor a lifetime. So balance the two out. The night and his anger, which we already said was basically the abandonment or feeling like that's how they, they spoke in those days because they didn't have the full knowledge of God like we do now. But his favor lasts for a lifetime. And then it goes on to say, weeping may stay before the night. We already explained that. But rejoicing, and King James says joy. So rejoicing comes in the morning. And I want to tell you, go back to the story, when I was walking down that corridor, and the Holy Spirit starts bringing the word of faith back to me. And I listen. And I allowed him to minister to my soul, to my spirit, like David did. And so that is the morning. M-O-R-N-I-O-G. So your rejoicing comes with illumination. Your rejoicing comes with revelation. Your rejoicing comes when a spoken rain of words is given in your spirit. So we're not talking about a physical morning per se, because that was, if you go back and you read that whole scenario that David went through, that wasn't just one day, so it wasn't just one night. So what he was saying is that what I was able to get strength enough to know how to escape, because that's what he had to do, he had to escape. Remember, the Bible says that God will not put more on you than you can bear, but will provide a way of escape wherewith you may be able to bear it. So when the revelation came to me, that was my morning. That is when I said, uh-uh, you are not going to have your way in my life. 
You are not going to do this again because before that, I had lost a child to death. She was 19 years old, and this is 24 years ago. So when I got that revelation and I stood upon the promises of God, I speak to you now that that same child that I am talking about is now a professional in her city, went through college, went through bearing more children, and is doing great things with the talents that God has given her. And I can repeat that a couple of times with some other of my children that that happened to. But however, David, again, ministered to my soul. I his and God's mercy for what I needed. David pleaded his case before God. Sometimes that's what you got to do. He said to bring him to remembrance. He said, let's have a talk together. This is what God is telling his people. Let's, let's talk about this. Okay, we got this epidemic going on. Well, let's talk about this. I need for my people to step up to the front line. And I need for my people to rejoice and get some answers. I need to speak a word inside of you. So that you can bring forth what I am saying. When you're weeping, it's okay. Because everybody has a little weeping time. Weeping may be doubt. Weeping may be unbelief. Maybe misery. Maybe depression. Maybe lack of sorrow. But what is rejoicing? Rejoicing is results. Rejoicing brings the results. Rejoicing brings the rewards. The gifts of the Spirit and the fruits of the Spirit are made to be reckoned with each other. Morning. Like I said, illumination, awareness, brightness. Revelation. If you need a word from the Lord, remember we're quarantined for the most part. Maybe this was a reset. Maybe this is time for us to get the information that we need so that we can grab a hold of those resources. So that we can grab a hold of our positions. So we can get in position. So we can bear those spiritual children. So we can birth those dreams and those desires. So that we can reach down and help those who are not able to help themselves. Just remember that favor is strong. Favor is strong. And it says in the scripture what? That it lasts for that moment? No, it says night lasts for a moment. It says the destruction lasts for a moment. But 
But the word says that favor lasts a lifetime. I didn't have a lot to say, but this is what I prayed about yesterday. And this is where the Holy Spirit, Yeshua HaMashiach, wanted me to speak to his people. And those that have the ear, let them hear. Bless you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. Reach out and grab the rainbow word that God has for you in your dark hours. And stand strong and know that the favor of God is your crown in these last days. Brother Barbara, uh, Barbie, I know that God is going to bless you from the top of your head to the soul of your feet. Because he put that vision inside of you to bless our people. He put that vision inside of you to go forth in the industries that he has ordained you to do. So now I'm going to turn it back over to you, brother, and thank you for this time. Okay, um, Apostle, I want you to stay on the line, okay? Yes, sir. If you don't mind. Um, now, uh, before I uh, go into my prayer, I want you to please tell my listeners um, how they can find you. I know that, you know, we're friends on Facebook, so tell them, you know, how to find you on Facebook. And also, if you have a website for your uh, ministry, let them know that as well. Okay. So, um... Tina Richardson is my maiden name, hyphen battle, B-A-T-T-L-E, on Facebook, um, on Instagram, I believe it's either Bishop and or Dr. Tina Battle, and the same on Twitter, either Bishop or Dr. Tina Battle. Our website is www. B A T T L E C O N Q U E R S dot org. So battle conquers dot org, and the red reason it doesn't say conquer org is that because that's what my husband used to say. What are you gonna do, church? Conquer. When are you gonna do it now? So just remember, conquers that you are. Uh, you are conquering in your city. You are conquering in your fear, brother. Hey, Amen. I, I received that. Um, and also, whenever the Lord leads you to come back on uh, this show, feel free to do so. And also, I'm going to encourage you to um, post your um, church sermons uh, in my Christian groups that I added you to, which is Light of the World Inspirational Group, and the other one is Christian Spoken Word Network. Okay. All right. Um, Heavenly Father, first and foremost, I come humble to you as humble as I know how, Lord. Just thank you, Lord, for another opportunity, Lord, to um, use this platform for your, um, to help advance your kingdom, Lord. We pray, Lord, that um, it could be a blessing to those that don't know who you are, Lord, that they would um, give their life to you, Lord, while they're still um, in the land of living. I ask you, Lord, to protect um, everyone, Lord, that's um, on my um, Facebook um, friends list, Lord, and um, and their family members, Lord. Cover them with your blood of protection. Um, again, Lord, just uh, bless me, Lord, to uh, have uh, an awesome um, uh, event for Thursday, Lord. 
Uh, just touch the hearts and minds of the people that's going to participate, Lord, my panel, Lord. Um, and just let it be a blessing to others, Lord. Um, Heavenly Father, just bless me with the uh, resources, Lord, to get this film um, fully funded, Lord, and made, Lord. So that way, Lord, I can do all those things which I've written in my uh, revised book in Jesus' name. Uh, Heavenly Father, again, Lord, just have mercy on my uh, enemies, Lord, that's trying to um, sabotage my Facebook page, Lord. Just have mercy on those persons, Lord. Uh, thank you again for allowing me to be on Facebook for 16 years, Lord. But yes, I want to move beyond um, um, beyond just being online. Um, I want to be able to get this organization up and running, starting here in the city, city of Chicago, Lord, to make Chicago a model, Lord, for other cities, Lord, across this country, Lord. Also to uh, expand the, the vision, Lord, to 10 African nations, Lord. Just bless me, Heavenly Father, with the capital, Lord, so I can hire qualified people, Lord, to make this organization effective and successful, Lord, for years to come. In Jesus' name, I pray, Lord Jesus, that my uh, revised book, Lord, would get on that bestsellers list, Lord. In Jesus' name. Um, and also, again, Lord Jesus, just thank you again, Lord, for this opportunity, Lord, um, to magnify your name, Lord. And I pray that everyone that's listening will be saved, Lord. And um, bless Apostle Tina, Tina Battle, Lord, her, her ministry, Lord, and all the things that she's doing and the great works. And bless her family members and keep them safe, Lord. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Welcome to Help Stop the Genocide in American Ghettos podcast. This evening we have a special guest, um, Overseer Tammy. Tray trailer. Okay, you're on the air. Hello, how, how are you doing? I'm so happy to be here. I'm uh, overseer Tammy Trailer. Um, uh, from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Word of Deliverance Ministries, and I'm here to share uh, uh, an encouraging word for you in this time. Amen. 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 Tonight, um, I want to share with you. Uh, uh, I have been praying, and the Lord shared with me to share. Recover. He, he, uh, this um, a word that he had been dealing with me uh, for a couple of weeks now, and he said now was the time to uh, to share to share it. And uh, I pray that it is a blessing unto you. And, uh, if you would just get your Bibles, if you have your Bibles, are you? I'm gonna turn to Saint John, the fifth chapter, and I'll I'll start reading about the third verse, and hopefully I'll be able. To draw out some uh, some points that will bless you. And it reads. <clears throat> in this lay uh, a great multitude of empty folk, a blind, halt, withered, 
waiting for a movement of the water. And for an angel, uh, they're waiting for an angel to come down in a certain season to this pool, which was the pool of Bethesda, uh, to first trouble the water. And the first one that stepped in was made whole of that disease that they had. And there was a certain man which had been had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him, and he had thought that he had been there a long time, he asked him a question. He said, will I be made whole? And the man started uh, giving excuses. He said, to the the amateur man being answered him, said, sir, I have no man to take, put me in the water, and when the water's troubled, Someone always jumps in front of me. I'm paraphrasing for the sake of time. He said, uh, there's no one here to put me in the pool. But but while I am coming, another one gets in front of me. Jesus said, rise up and take, t- rise and take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man made, was made whole and he took up his bed and he began to walk. And on the same day was the Sabbath. I want to talk to you a little while concerning recovery. Not uh, recovery, which is the whole process, but for this, for the, for the sake of uh, this text, this text will say recover. And I looked up recover. Recover simply means to return to a normal state of health, a normal state of mind, and a normal state of strength. Uh, we want to shout about recovery uh, as, in, as far as getting things back. But God says before he can re- recover it, he going to recover you. Hallelujah. Before he, re- he brings Recovery to it, getting a getting our thing back. He said he wants to bring a, a recovery to you. Hallelujah! So in the text we see Jesus. He's in Jerusalem, and uh, he's there for a purpose. He he shows up at this place, the sheep market, or this place in Jerusalem called the Pool of Bethesda. Okay. Or either some people may talk about a place with five porches or whatever, but it it was a a place for a a supernatural movement of God. But you had to be at the right place at the right time, at the right time. I mean, at the right time to receive, and you have to be on time, hot to receive from from the Lord. The Bible said it had a series of uh, people that that were. that were there. It had uh, impotent people. It had blind people. It had um, haunted people. And specifically, it said that it had withered people. These were the specific conditions of the people that were all there. They were all with. Impotent men, uh, you couldn't can't perform or 
power. You have no power and no strength. Uh, lack of success will say that. He said he had blind people. They uh, uh, will take that as their vision had been altered. Or they couldn't see. They had lack of vision. Halted. They could have, uh, we'll uh, take it as also, they've been stalled or paralyzed. They had uh, a lack of movement forward. And with it meaning they were restricted. And uh, either, we'll say, they had lack of vitality. Now, I, I'm, 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 I mentioned those and I, I brought definition to those because each one of those conditions or conditions that can be caused by fear. Fear of moving forward, fear of what you are, fear of vision, fear of, uh, especially in this time, uh, uh, lack of, with this pandemic, uh, fear, it, they can be all caused by fear, and it will cause you to be in a state where you don't move forward, okay? So, uh, First, we'll deal with that. Uh, uh, all of these uh, conditions, God caused them for to be recovered, uh, wanting them to be recovered. Bible says that they, if there was a man there with these these conditions, this man had been there and he had his condition for thirty eight years. For thirty eight years, and he, and his. Uh, First uh, excuse was, every time I come down, uh, get ready to um, to get into the troubled water, or uh, get into to get into the activity of uh, super, supernatural activity, so I can be healed. Someone always get in front of me, or they didn't put me in the right place, or well, when I get right when I get down to the water, somebody else. Uh, get to the way and somebody else will see because of the stipulation was the angel came comes down to trump the water in the uh, the pool and the first one in the first one in the water after the angel leaves then they receive a they receive a recovery okay they receive a healing and they receive they receive what they they get healed from their disease but Jesus shows up, not an angel. The Bible says that Jesus shows up, and he asked them. He said, will you be made whole? Jesus said, so how, how long he had been there? He had saw what he was dealing with for how long, and he asked him a question. Will you be made whole? Jesus knew how long he had been there, and he says, okay. All right, he knew he knew the excuse that he had and everything. Okay, you gonna go down here every time you go down here. They didn't put you in the right spot. They didn't put you, you know you the excuses that he had. Jesus said, "Okay, I'm not talking. I'm not dealing with that. I want to know one question: Will you be made whole today?" And after that, the, the man gets it, proceeds with his um excuses, and then Jesus said, "Okay." All right, we're gonna we're gonna deal with this this issue that you're dealing with. You're talking about that that's been a problem for you. We're gonna supersede it, and I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you, watch this. Do do this. Pick up your bed, 
had to do was pick up his bed at the right time in the right place with the right person. Oh, pick up his bed and walk. Not, not complain, not give excuses. Pick up his bed and walk. That, that's, that's amazing if you hear what I'm saying. I, God is not asking you for your excuses. He wants to recover you. He says, all right, pick, uh, recover. Now you need to be restored back in your mind, your health, and your strength. He said, recover. You mean to tell me all I had to do was get up? Wait a minute. I've been like this. I keep, Jesus didn't have time for what he, uh, his excuse was. He just gave him, uh, he gave him the, the ability to do what he needed to do. What do I want to say to you? Just don't worry about it. Drop the excuses. You, you've been ex giving excuses for a long time. Jesus is here today to bring recovery to you. He wants you to recover in your mind, in your health, and your strength. You've been, you've been complaining long enough. Hallelujah. You've been, you've been making excuses long enough. Now it's time to move forward. You, you say, okay, the problem is the other, they did this to you and they said this to you and won't nobody help you and won't nobody make a way for you. And every time you try to go in and this, uh, every time you try to go do this and every time you try to move forward, somebody jump in front of you. Okay. All right. I'm going to bring the miracle to you. You don't even have to get up and go get 